My bed is a spaceship. The Globus. Chapter 6. The Toffee Planet. I'm hungry, said Mr. Hippo. Mm, I can't wait to eat all that delicious toffee. Indeed not, said First Officer Zip. The toffee from the toffee planet is so hard that it can take a thousand years to chew just a small piece. Mmm, lovely, replied Mr. Hippo. Do you think that a sheet would be strong enough for the plug hole? asked Curtis. Certainly, no doubt about it, absolutely, replied the scroll of the galaxies. Well, at least I hope so. It then lit up in flashing oranges and reds, like a firework display. We're here! Hurrah! We're here! Then added, Well, I think we're here. The mighty motion slowed down above a brown, cratered planet's surface and hovered for a moment. There was such a sweet smell that emanated from the ground that Curtis felt that he had just eaten ten chocolate bars in one go. The planet's surface was full of huge, shiny and dull sheets of brown toffee, some as big as a football field. Mr. Hippo pushed his head through the force field, leaned over the side and licked the dirty brown surface. Mmm, toffee, he pronounced. I'm right, I'm right, shouted the scroll of the galaxies. Permission to land the ship on the surface? Mr. Hippo asked First Officer Zip. Granted. Can you show me how to land the craft? Curtis asked. If you watch silently, indeed, totally silently, replied First Officer Zip. Mr. Hippo and First Officer Zip then pressed buttons and pulled levers so quickly that Curtis found it hard to follow. Right, pull lever number two, said First Officer Zip. Deliciously, yes, replied Mr. Hippo. Then added, Uh-oh! What? asked Curtis. Can indeed children never stay silent? I think I just pressed number three by mistake, said Mr. Hippo. Suddenly the mighty motion lurched to the right and then shuddered as it crashed on the hard planet's surface. The three spacemates sat quietly for a second and Curtis caught his breath. Are we all okay? asked Curtis. First Officer Zip and Mr. Hippo both nodded. It's not my fault, said Mr. Hippo. It's no one's fault, whispered Curtis. What is the atmosphere like on the planet? asked First Officer Zip. Sweet, very sweet, replied the Scroll of the Galaxies. Indeed, can we breathe the air? Yes, yes, he replied and added extremely quietly, probably. Mr. Hippo pressed the force field button so that the white laced patterns disappeared above them. A great smell of sugar flew up Curtis's nose and made him feel pleasantly sleepy. Mmm, ambrosial, said Mr. Hippo. Mr. Hippo, commanded First Officer Zip, go and have a look under the ship to see if there is any damage. Mr. Hippo then leaped off the mighty motion and thudded to the ground. Oh, he said, then walked around the ship and looking under it said, All normal. 
Curtis and First Officer Zip ease themselves off the mighty motion to join Mr. Hippo on the planet's surface. Curtis grabbed his ping-pong gun and loaded a few balls into its chamber. He looked around the planet's surface, training the gun around in case any monsters should attack. Do you even know how to fire that? First Officer Zip asked. Curtis nodded and continued scanning the horizon. The planet appeared to be deserted. Mmm, this is tastily the right size, said Mr. Hippo, chewing on the edge of a large piece of toffee. Well, stop eating it then, said First Officer Zip. The three spacemates then went to lift up the sheet, when a giant snake slithered into view. Its head was the size of a small car. It had large, shiny teeth in a cavernous mouth and multicoloured shiny skin. Curtis wondered if this was the Globus and felt his heart pounding and his hands sweating. Curtis trained his gun on the snake and fired. The red ping-pong ball missed, so he fired again. The green ping-pong ball bounced just in front of the snake, which now was so close that Curtis thought it was going to bite his leg. Hopeless indeed, said First Officer Zip. I think it was yummily close, said Mr. Hippo. Curtis fired again. This time, the purple ping-pong ball hit the snake right in the mouth. Satantastic, said Curtis. And then to his surprise, the snake's teeth fell out and started chattering along the ground in the opposite direction. The snake turned and slithered after them. Lucky indeed. Oh, not again, not again, exclaimed the snake and slithered even faster after his teeth. Oh, fiddlesticks, he cried as the teeth were getting away. I hate having false teeth. I suppose it's my fault for wanting mine on toffee as a child. On seeing the snake's distress and deciding this was probably not the Globus, Curtis decided to help. He jumped back into the Mighty Motion mattress and sprang into the air. He fell right on top of the giant false teeth. The teeth themselves began bucking like a bull, but Curtis held on tight. Eventually, the teeth began to tire, and this allowed Curtis to ride them back to the snake. He jumped off the teeth and handed them to their rightful owner. Mr. Hippo applauded loudly as the snake slid them back into his mouth and gave Curtis a huge tooth-filled grin. Oh, super splendid! My name is Cedric. How can I ever repay you? He asked. Well, asked Curtis, could you tell us about the Globus? The Globus? Asked Cedric. You mean the most filth monster in the universe? Yes, please, Curtis replied. Well, you are braver than me, said Cedric. He then cleared his throat before he began. The Globus is a creature that doesn't have a face, but changes shape to form a mouth and oozes into space. It loves to slurp up little boys and gobbling them up whole, digests them for a thousand years and spits them out as coal. It can suck your brains out through your nose while breathing putrid slime or chase you through the galaxies until the end of time. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Cedric said Curtis, 
who was feeling so nervous that he felt his knees and teeth chatter. The three spacemates then silently carried the sheet of toffee to the mighty motion and got ready to leave. As First Officer Zip pressed the golden button, an unexpected occurrence happened. The engine fell off the ship and started bouncing along the toffee planet and smashed into a toffee rock. This frightened Cedric so much that he dropped his false teeth and had to slither after them again. Oh, fiddlethick! The rockets are transentially in non-contact, First Officer Zip said confusingly. I think he means that the engine has fallen off, the scroll of the galaxy helped. I thought you said everything was normal. First Officer Zip asked Mr. Hippo. Well, I felt so yucky crashing the ship that I was too frightened to tell you that the engine was broken, he replied. You don't have to feel bad. We all break things, Curtis said, remembering his own broken bed earlier that night. In future, will you just tell the truth and own up to things? Mr. Hippo looked at Curtis and wiped his nose and wet eyes with his paw. I suppose it's silly not telling the truth. Curtis remembered that he had done exactly the same earlier that day. He decided that if he got back home, he would do the washing up for his mum. Well, maybe not the washing up, but something. Come on, let's fix the engine together, Curtis suggested. Indeed, the child now thinks that he is a captain, as he luckily helped Cedric, said First Officer Zip then unzipped his middle area and took out a box of different-shaped chocolate tools. "'Why are you so mean to me?' asked Curtis. "'Mean indeed. I just know children.' "'What do you mean?' "'I know everything about children. Indeed. Like when they grow a little older, they throw you away.' Curtis thought he saw a tiny tear in the bear's eye. "'I promise I won't throw you away.' Indeed, said First Officer Zip, but Curtis saw definite beginnings of a smile on his face. The three spacemates then pushed the engine to the mighty motion and they began to screw it back into place. For the last part, Mr Hippo asked if he could fix it, and so he squeezed his large bulk beneath the bed. Hammer, he ordered, and First Officer Zip handed him a hammer. Spanner? wrench, screwdriver, he continued in a chewy sort of a voice. After about half an hour, Curtis bent down to see how Mr. Hippo was progressing. He was shocked to find that he was eating all the tools. Mr. Hippo, exclaimed Curtis, I thought you were meant to be fixing the engine. Oh, he gulped, Mm -hmm. I finished that ages ago. Thank you.